0: Hey, hey, everybody! How is it going? Ooh, I'll tell you what. This episode, I am exhausted. I'm still adjusting to my life here across the water in Taiwan. And um, but anyway, I'm on Twitter still, so I see what the hell's happening. Uh, I saw Ricky Gervais gave a speech that is inflaming the internet. So I talk about that. I also discuss. What else do I discuss? Ah, yes, I discuss lifestyle and living and working not living and working i discuss physical activity man if you think you're active how active are you you sitting in the car right now you sitting in a chair well that's what i was doing too anyway take a listen follow me at my website tstuch.com t-s-t-u-c-h.com youtube channel taylor space stutch uh Email me at tayradio1 at gmail.com. Thank you and enjoy the episode. So everybody is talking about this damn speech by Ricky Gervais. Okay, so if you are not familiar with Ricky Gervais, he is a comedian. I believe he wrote The Office, actually. The original Office, which was a British TV show. Let's check that out here. Google.com. The Office. Do, 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 do. And let's type in Ricky Gervais here. Ricky Gervais. Gervais. So the – yeah, I guess he was a – the Office British TV series. So if you go to wikipedia.com, you can check out this information. It says um, The Office is a British television mockumentary sitcom first broadcast in the UK on BBC July 9, 2001, created and written – created, written, and directed by – Ricky Gervais and Stephen Merchant, and produced by Asha Atala. Anyway, so yeah, Ricky Gervais is a comedian. He's a British comedian, and he's actually been involved in a lot of shows, and he's pretty funny. Um, I've seen some of his. I've seen several bits from him, and I've watched some of the stuff he's made, and it's entertaining. Now, he does like to go off on rants on Twitter and stuff like that about certain maybe political things. Well, anyway, he's in the news again because he went after some people at the Golden Globes award show. And What exactly did he go after? He made some jokes about um, – well, OK. So one thing is the, – the first thing that I saw that was flying across Twitter – was that he made a joke about Jeffrey Epstein. And he said that Epst- he made a joke about Epstein not killing himself. The crowd booed. And then he turned around and said, um, I don't know, some shit about uh, – well, now I can't even remember. My brain is totally fried right now. I've been running around all day. But he made a joke about Jeffrey Epstein. The crowd didn't really like it. But he, he basically kept – the heat on them. He was like, ah, basically he just told them to fuck off. And he made several jokes at the expense of the, the Hollywood elite that were watching his show, that were watching his, uh, stand-up set. So, it was very interesting to watch. He, he told, in, during his monologue, he told all the stars that were gonna be getting awards not to come up and, um, He told them not to come up and give political speeches like they do all the time, and that is one thing he – well, okay. before I go off on that tangent, so he encouraged the people getting awards not to come up and give political speeches. Basically, nobody wants to hear from you. Nobody wants to hear their political opinions. Um, Nobody wants to hear them talk down to the country, and then he made a joke that uh, none of them had any more – Education than Greta Thornburg, you know, because Greta Thornburg is that teenage climate activist who has not been in school for a good part of the year because uh, she's been telling everybody, how dare they? And it was, you know, it's funny because a lot of people that are conservatives are like super happy and excited about it. And I understand because the situation uh, in the country is that the culture is so skewed to the left that many people are extremely excited when some kind of entertainer does not just destroy the or does not agree with the radical left wingers and um you know Ricky Gervais, I think is kind of annoyed and pissed off with the woke culture a- and rightfully so a-, a lot of comedians are I- I've made several. I have made several podcasts about this situation that comedians – I listen to a lot of comedians podcasts and a lot of them are not happy with the super woke culture that we're experiencing in the United States um, and in Europe. But my criticism of comedians has been nobody has been standing up to it. So a lot of the comedians I follow or listen to They'll make jokes about it. They'll talk about it sometimes on their podcast, but they're not—they're not making big stands against it. Like say how Dave Chappelle did, or how um, you know Ricky Gervais just did. And for me, I just—I've said so before. These people—they don't understand how you know what's on the line. That if the culture goes too far left, then they will lose their ability to speak freely. They will lose sponsorships. They will lose, you know. They will be kicked off platforms if the radical left wingers do succeed. And this is why I like to say all the time: Yes, you always want to watch out for the radical right and the radical left, of course. But the issue in the United States that we have, the existential problem, the the problem that is on the horizon that risks ending many people's ability to do. Uh, you know, to say what they need to say or say what should be said, that is not coming from the right. That is coming from the left. In fact, the um, the you know, there's actually a lot of there's a lot of criticism from people on the right about other people on the right that are saying like, look, uh, Republicans they're not just Republicans, but conservatives are reactionary. They're not driving culture. They're just sitting back and complaining that everything's going too far left. And I would agree. I do think that is pretty much the case. So anyway, Ricky Gervais was just you know um, talking a lot of shit about the the radical left, making fun of them being super woke. Um, he made fun of uh, some Hollywood people for not. He made a joke about Harvey Weinstein, uh, comparing it to that movie Bird Box because everyone in the movie Bird Box pretends that they don't know. They close their eyes so they don't see what's happening, and he was saying that's what people do with Har- did with Harvey Weinstein, and I thought that was a um, you know it, it's it's insightful and it's also obvious, and I'm glad it's nice that somebody finally came out and said it because all of these this is one thing that so many Americans are tired of is getting lectured and ridiculed. By people that are in Hollywood, by professors, by people that are actually just pieces of shit. Like they're just genuinely pieces of shit. And then they turn around and say that you're a bad person because, um, you know, you said the word retard <clears throat> or you're a bad person because you voted for Trump. And there's just so, and it, it, it's hard to know sometimes if the people that are so stupid, you know, it, it's hard to know if some of these Hollywood types are, ge- if they genuinely believe the stuff that comes out of their mouth, if they've actually thought about it, or if they're simply a mouthpiece for something that they don't understand. As something that Jordan Peterson used to say is that uh, people don't have ideologies, ideologies have people. And that is so applicable to so many people. I mean, honestly, that's applicable to a lot of people. A lot of people simply have ideologies. Um, They're possessed by ideologies, right? That's what you see with uh, Antifa. You see that with socialists. Um, You see that with the woke crowd, the super-woke crowd and uh, what they do is they – everything in their mind aligns with a set of ideological principles, whether that be – and it's right now – yeah. people on the right do it too. And on the left, it it's always about racism and classism. Everybody hates you know white men. You have to hate white men if you are on the radical left, and everything has to be about imperialism, American imperialism. Uh, there's absolutely no nuance to looking at history. There's no nuance of looking at the future. There's no nuance about looking at the present. And uh, these people are absolutely out of their fucking minds and they have a lot of power within the culture right now unfortunately. So, um I actually it's so funny um in talking about nuance, I was I met this guy, you know, I'm here in Taipei and I went to a hostel that I stayed at previously and there was, you know, just to meet some interesting people. I met some really interesting people last time, so I just wanted to see like, you know, what kind of new friendships could I make? And there was a young guy there, about twenty one, um, still has one more year of college left. You know, smart kid, um, accountant, gonna be an accountant, uh, and he's got a little bit of traveling under his belt, but just traveling in the very superficial sense, you know, like took a couple of weeks off to kinda like run through a couple places in Europe or something like that, ran through a couple of places in Asia. Um and clearly has an understanding, or has a headline understanding of some things going on in the world. Definitely, and but no deep. He has no either deep knowledge or insight, or or should I say, nor had he put any deeper thought into any questions or any any topics. Because um, we talked about a couple things, and it was just clear that. He was able to – if you brought up a topic, he could mention something about the topic but there was no value added is the best way to put it. There was no interesting perspective. There was no – there was nothing added. That's the best way I can put it. Now, he – somebody, an Australian guy mentioned something about Trump and – oh, I I said – and then I said something about social justice warriors and then this kid – made a comment about uh, the right or the left and I brought up my theory or I don't – not a theory but I just brought up my perspective on how the radical left is the existential threat in the United States at the moment. And Then he talked about how, well, Trump is putting kids in cages and I wanted to – I don't know what I wanted to do at that moment because I didn't want to do anything to him but I wanted to just – scream, I guess. I wanted to fucking just slap him in the face. I guess I did want to hit him and say, do you not realize how you have been brainwashed? Totally, completely brainwashed. Um, And I'm like, I'm sitting here, we're drinking beers, and I've got to now explain to this kid how how the Obama administration how all those pictures that came out of those kids in cages were from the Obama administration and it's like that's only the beginning of this argument you know if you have to go even deeper and you have to talk more and more about it but so many people are brainwashed it's unbelievable and i don't know how this connects to what i was saying but it's the current culture we're in it's a poisonous culture And it's a destructive one. You know, People are just trying to take everything down, tear everything down. And um, if the radical left has their way and they close down free speech, then everything will come down. So it's very important that we have people like the Ricky Gervais, uh, Dave Chappelle, and others stand up for this free speech that we have left. So let's take a break and then I'll come back with some Taiwan perspective. All right, guys. So we're back. So since being here in Taiwan, I've just, you know, I'm kind of chronicling documentary document I'm documenting, kind of trying to document my uh, experiences and what I'm observing. And something that is so interesting to me is how my physical activity level has changed so much since being here. So I I've been walking around a lot. And not only that, but I'm walking around a lot and when I go to the gym, and and I'm going to the gym, and there's a track outside the gym I go to, so I'm doing that too. So I'm running, lifting weights, walking everywhere, and it reminded me of – or it just made me realize how little exercise I was actually getting back in the US and how little physical activity I was actually engaged in, how for me, simply – Going to the gym for an hour, an hour and a half, maybe even two hours, you know keep in mind you're not always doing stuff for that full two hours, a lot of rest periods in between, but for me, I'm sitting here thinking like, "Oh, <clears throat> I am active, I have an active lifestyle, but the reality is is I really didn't have an active lifestyle, you know for me, I was just you know, sitting. I was sitting on my way to the gym, sitting on my way to the store, sitting in the car on my way to the park, and <clears throat> and then when I'd go to the gym, there's no track. You know, you got to get on the stair machine or get on the shitty ellipticals, and man, that shit ain't fun. You know, like I hate running on an elliptical. I love running on a track. You know, on a track, you can get nice and warm, and before you know it, you've run like four, five, six, seven laps, and time just flies by when you're actually running outside, versus running on a treadmill or doing some kind of stair machine or stairmaster. So, since I've been here, I've realized that my physical activity level is much higher. As I gotta walk to my bu- you know, if I take the bus, I gotta walk to the bus stop. I can stand on the bus, I can then I gotta walk to my destination. If I take the subway I gotta walk to the subway, I can stand on the subway, then I gotta walk to my destination. You know, then I get to the gym, I can go for a few laps, then I can go hit the weights, come back down, hit a few more laps, and before I you know it <clears throat> you are you've been doing stuff all day. You've been running around or not all day, but at least a good part of the day. <clears throat> You know, I went to go get food after I worked out. And my, um, once again, it just hit me like, oh, wow, like I had to walk 10 minutes down the street to get to the place I wanted to eat at. Whereas in the States, it would have just been like, okay, um, drive to this place, get out of my car, walk in, walk out, or sit in the drive-thru. Whereas here, it's just not as common, and I don't have a car, so I'm much more active. And it also reminded me of when I was in China and how I was in really good shape. Uh, I remember just generally very good physical condition um, as in like I worked out all the time but I was also walking everywhere. I had to walk everywhere plus I was running, plus I was lifting weights and uh, that's what this kind of reminded me of. So it's pretty cool. It's fun. Anyway… yeah, the time here in Taipei is, is very exciting. Now I just need to find a long-term place to live. So that's my new project. Anyway, that's all I got for today. I am just super exhausted and I can't think anymore. And after, uh, Especially because I had a bowl of noodles which probably had a bunch of MSG in it because holy shit, after I had that bowl of noodles, I was not able to think at all. So anyway, that's all I got for today. Thank you for listening. You can follow me at tstuch.com, T-S-T-U-C-H.com. You can go to my YouTube channel, Taylor Space Stutch. Follow me on Twitter, tstuch1. Email me at tayradio1 at gmail.com. Thank you.